It's time for another episode of Corner of the Galaxy from the Box. The show that gets you behind the scenes of the LA Galaxy and into the minds of soccer reporters and MLS experts. Your hosts for the day are Corner of the Galaxy's Josh Gessman and LA Times soccer reporter Kevin Baxter. Let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy from the Box on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you from COG Studios on a Monday, June 17th, as uh, Mr. Kevin Baxter is still away covering the Women's World Cup in France. Uh, so you're stuck with me once again. I'm Josh Gessman, your host. Glad to have you with you. Glad to have you with us once again as we uh, get you ready for the LA Galaxy's U.S. Open Cup match coming up on Wednesday. And then, of course, a short, quick, fast week for the LA Galaxy and a very tough week as well. We're going to get into that as the LA Galaxy get ready to open back up MLS play. Remember there was a 20-day break between MLS play? Remember how that was supposed to go and it was supposed to be nice and relaxing and nothing in between? Well, there's been open cup games and now the Galaxy will play two open cup games in that time um, and they will get ready to travel to Cincinnati on Sunday, June 22nd. So uh, a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of little updates here to get you through. Don't know how long the podcast will go, obviously, by myself. Uh, less time for discussion. It's so much me for me arguing with myself. Doesn't work as well. But glad to have you with, you, with us here and uh, glad uh, hopefully everybody had a good uh, Father's Day weekend and, and got a little rest. Maybe watch some uh, Women's World Cup. Maybe you watched a little Gold Cup. Maybe you watched some Copa America. We'll have updates on LA Galaxy players across all those tournaments right now uh, as we uh, as we get ready. So uh, as we said, the LA Galaxy getting ready for their Wednesday night, June 19th matchup with the Portland Timbers up in Portland at uh, Providence Park there and the newly reconstructed sort of Providence Park and the expansion that they did. I believe it spent $40 million so um, this is one of the only a couple of handful of games that have been played there so far with that expansion in mind. Uh, so the Galaxy getting ready and uh, training today on Monday um, ahead of this trip to Portland. So let's give you the LA Galaxy's weekly travel schedule and the weekly schedule for training as it goes. Monday, June 17th, obviously training at Dignity Health Sports Park. We have an update from Larry Morgan. I'll give you all the information that Larry Morgan not on Twitter was able to pass off to me. So anyway, Monday, uh, June 17th is training. Tuesday, the team will travel to Portland. Wednesday, an 8 p.m. kickoff against the Portland Timbers that game on ESPN Plus and you will not be blacked out. It's only on ESPN Plus. That's who is carrying it. So uh, if you have an ESPN Plus subscription, you are good to go. You'll be able to watch that and every other game of the U.S. Open Cup. No blackouts, all right? On Thursday, June 20th, so the day after the game, the LA Galaxy will return to uh, Los Angeles from Portland. So that's about, what, two and a half hour flight, uh, I believe, from Portland. Maybe maybe a little longer because it's actually longer than you think it is, but it's about the same as flying to Denver whenever you think about it. Um, so to Portland, they'll return to uh, to Los Angeles on Thursday, probably have the rest of Thursday off. Then they will come back to the airport the very next day, Friday, June 21st, where they will travel to Cincinnati. That game will be a 4.30 p.m. kickoff time Pacific time on Saturday, June 22nd against FC Cincinnati. And this is at Nippert Stadium on turf. So back-to-back -back turf games for the LA Galaxy. And then on Sunday, June 23rd, the Galaxy will return to Los Angeles and they will have Monday off. All right. That is the that is the travel schedule. That is brutal, a brutal travel schedule. Um, and as we hear from uh, Guillermo Barish-Galoto, um, as we sort of understand what he's trying to do for the Open Cup and for uh, FC Cincinnati and do that while missing international players, sort of keep that travel schedule in mind um, because there's going to be a real focus 
in this by by Guillermo Berescalota. It certainly seems that way. He's leaning that way, and I think that's sort of the way that we have to look as well. Scalotto uh, is going to talk about, in some of the quotes that we have, him missing six internationals right now. I'm going to give you the names of all those six internationals um, because you can only count five. Or maybe you're way smarter than me and didn't have to ask and be like, hey, you know, who are we really talking about when we're talking about six? But Scalotto uh, is right. There were six people missing uh, and called up for different international teams, different international duties. Uh, one of those just returning, it seems like. So Jonathan Dos Santos, we know, is with Mexico in the Gold Cup. Uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez is with Costa Rica playing in the Gold Cup. Rolf Felcher down in down in, down with Venezuela in the Copa America. Uh, you have Uriel Antuna, who was officially last Friday added to the Mexico roster and then got the start and played 90 minutes in Mexico uh, in Mexico's game against Cuba. We're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, and then Ernesto Walker, we've talked about the LA Galaxy 2 player, is down with uh, Panama right now getting ready to play in the Gold Cup. Has not played his first game, but will be coming up. And then uh, the sixth person that you didn't know or you did know, and I think we may have mentioned it sort of offhand at least once, or at least I've mentioned it in my head a couple times, uh, Justin Vom Stieg, the, uh, the LA Galaxy slash LA Galaxy 2 player right now, was in camp with the U.S., um, in the U.S., I believe it was like a U23 camp, that type of thing, um, in Utah for a, about the whole month. So whenever you look at it, about six players. Now, there's a possibility that when Guillermo talks about six players, he's also talking about, you know, Julian Araujo, who was missing but now is back. Uh, there's also a possibility he was talking about Sebastian Lingett, who was called up but was left back because of injury. Um, so all of those things are possible, but Guillermo's going to be talking about the six players who are on international duty right now. And those six players uh, we have just given you... Uh, your, your updates on. Now let's go to real quickly those players and what they're doing before we focus on the LA Galaxy because one of these internationals had himself a night. Oriel uh, Antuna scored three times, three times, three times, had one assist in the game in Mexico's 7-0 win over Cuba. Uh, this was, he scored in the second minute, the 44th minute, and the 80th minute. Um, listen, uh, I, I said it because certainly there were a lot of people who were saying, oh, well, he needs to be put up as a striker more. Um, you know, they're trying to draw conclusions from this game. I will tell you that I think that Orange County FC put up more of a competition uh, against the LA Galaxy in the Open Cup game than I think uh, was ever the case with with uh, Cuba trying to put up anything against Mexico. It was a wide open, you know, just run down. They were smashing Cuba from the very second um, it's great for Antuna to get three goals. He certainly showed the work rate. He certainly put himself in dangerous positions. You'd like to see him. I think two of those are cleanup plays where there's just bad rebounds that just don't happen, probably in most of Major League Soccer, um, but happened in this particular game, and he finished those. Um, the 80th minute one was some more on a breakaway. Uh, so all those things are great for Antuna. This is good for confidence building whenever you look at it, but it's not where this is suddenly a defining game for him and you sit there and go, oh, well, Antuna's, you know, ready to take the next step and he needs, you know, he needs to play at a different position for the LA Galaxy or blah, blah, all that other stuff. Listen, there's there's nothing you can take away from this. There's very little you could have taken away from the U.S. Open Cup game. This is this was, again, the competition-wise, I almost think that the Open Cup game was more competition than what you saw Mexico play against Cuba. Uh, I got to watch most of that game and it was, it was over very, very early. Um, for Cuba, and uh, and Tuna did great. Uh, that's the confidence build that you want to see from him, and that's what you want to see. Um, Jonathan Dos Santos, who we know, and as we talked about on Thursday with uh, Eric the Portuguese Hammer, uh, who I believe will be back in this Thursday as well as we get ready at, uh, to get you ready for that weekend game as well. 
Um, but as we were looking at it, was that Jonathan Dos Santos was dealing with a with a heel injury. Uh, he said he you know he was going to try to be ready for Cuba, but quite honestly, Tata Martino rightfully decided that there was no reason for Jonathan Dos Santos uh, to play in this game. He was listed as a sub, as are basically everybody who's on the 23 man roster is listed as a sub for these games. Um, and he didn't he didn't need to play, um, and so he did not make an appearance, which is probably good for Mexico and good for the LA Galaxy. He got some rest. Um, he'll get ready for some some more games as uh, as they come up uh, for Mexico and some some more competitive games for sure. Uh, Costa Rica won four to nothing over Nicaragua. Uh, Giancarlo Gonzalez, who plays for Costa Rica, did not play in that game. Uh, so people Gonzalez did not play. He was listed as a sub, but did not play in this particular game and probably didn't need to with a four nothing win. The last thing you're probably doing is throwing in a whole bunch of defenders for no reason whatsoever. Uh, Rolf Felcher played for Venezuela in their zero zero draw to Peru. Um, this was a, uh, an interesting game I caught about, oh, five minutes of, um, but he was listed as a sub. We're still sort of waiting on his injury status as well. Um, we're expecting that he'll eventually play, uh, for Venezuela. It just hasn't happened yet. And in that zero, zero draw, they didn't need him. So, uh, he did not play. It's one of those we'll continue to sort of keep an eye on to see when he is eventually inserted into the lineup for Venezuela, or if he is ever inserted into the lineup for Venezuela, it may indicate uh, more injury than uh, than perhaps everybody thought it was. Uh, the other player who uh, maybe you didn't weren't paying attention to but has not played yet for Panama is Ernesto Walker, as we told you, the LA Galaxy 2 product. Um, that game uh, is Panama versus Trinidad and Tobago. Um, this is in the Gold Cup at 4.30 on Tuesday. So we're recording on Monday. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, 4.30 Pacific time, uh, that game will get underway, Panama versus TNT. Uh, and that's, uh, again, a 4.30. So you can see if Ernesto Walker is going to be playing in that game at all. So that's sort of your international update. We know that Sebastian Legette with the injury, uh, we did see him at the Open Cup game. He was walking around. He was saying hi to people. No limp was evident. Uh, and Guillermo Barrescoloto confirmed to Larry Morgan today uh, that Sebastian Legette was likely going to start training on Tuesday, June 18th. Um, that puts him out of the Open Cup game on Wednesday. That puts him out of more than likely. Um, although it will depend on how uh, how healthy he is and, and really to see what the Galaxy may need, but probably puts him out of the game against uh, Cincinnati as well coming up on Saturday. I think the away game on the 29th, uh, whenever you look at it to the San Jose Earthquakes, is really probably the target for Sebastian Legette. Makes sense as well. His hometown headed back up there, uh, even though it's in Palo Alto and st- at Stanford Stadium. Um, not necessarily around uh, the San Jose. He's a Bay Area guy, so uh, that's more his. So if you're looking for a target uh, date or a target game for uh, Sebastian Legette. That seems likely that he'll be included at, at least at that point um, in the team sheet there. So uh, that sort of gets us to where we think we are with injuries. Um, you obviously still have uh, Roman Alessandrini hanging out there. Um, you know, we, we don't know the full status on Rolf Felcher, as we sort of said. Uh, we kind of have a better understanding on Sebastian Legette. We kind of understand Jonathan Dos Santos. So all of these things are coming back. But the Galaxy are, um, I don't know, knock on wood, getting very close to having, you know, very little injuries, especially when you figure that Rolf Felcher and Jonathan Dos Santos are both away with their national teams. And so the injuries that they per- currently have, don't seem like they're anything that will limit their participation in the tournaments that they're playing in. Uh, Sebastian Legette as well coming back is good. So Roman Alessandrini is still the long-term injury that you're expecting will continue to be uh, long-term on this. 
Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of where else we can sort of give you some some basic updates. Let's go to the training today and uh, and Larry Morgan, a whole bunch of stuff. If you go on cornerofthegalaxy.com, you'll see a notebook update from Larry Morgan. Always check out his notebooks. It's always filled with tons of quotes um, and tons of little bits of information. Uh, the biggest bit of information probably that is, is most concerning to most Galaxy fans is Zlatan Ibrahimovic will not be playing in the U.S. Open Cup game. I don't think that's shocking to anybody. Uh, he's probably not going to travel to Portland at all. Uh, however, he will be available and looks likely to be available against uh, Cincinnati whenever they play at Nippert Stadium on turf there. Again, we talked about it. Turf and turf is going to be tough and tough on this L.A. Galaxy team. Um, just simply saying from a recovery standpoint, I already gave you the travel schedule. Travel schedule is brutal. All right, absolutely brutal. So um, to get them ready for this game, um, you know, to get uh, the players recovered coming off a of turf against Portland, uh, I'm guessing you're going to see a real focus. And as we read from uh, from Guillermo Barros-Colotas, you're going to see a real focus, and it's going to be on the MLS side and not on the U.S. Open Cup play. Um, and whether we can discuss that here in a little bit, whether we think that's a good idea, but that's where we have. Uh, here's Guillermo Barros-Colotas talking to Larry Morgan after uh, training today. Uh, Scalotto says, We have a very hard week with two games and six players out with national teams. That impacts us a lot for Wednesday and Saturday. We need to balance the importance of every game, and if we lose six players to national teams or injuries, we need to do the best thing for the Galaxy and for the team to try to win. But you need to think about the reality of the moment. We've lost six players to national teams and injuries, then less than three days after the game in Portland when we play in Cincinnati. It's a tough trip. Very hard, very far. We have to be smart. Uh, Shkloto was then talking about sort of how he has seen his first six months here in Los Angeles. Uh, he responds and he says, I'm very happy with the first six months. I'm very happy in L.A., he said. I think the team has a lot of points, but we could have had more. We lost some games at home, but I am very happy with what we have. The first half with Minnesota was wonderful with Philadelphia. Then the first half against Real Salt Lake was really good. I think we can keep growing. The best part of the season is coming where you're thinking about the playoffs. I think we have a lot of motivation to give our best, but I am very happy with the points we have now. Just Guillermo sort of putting things into perspective a little bit. Certainly, I, I, there's nobody uh, across Galaxy, uh, the Galaxy fandom here who thinks that the Galaxy have been perfect. Um, they haven't been. Uh, the fact that they're in second in the Western Conference is really probably more of a product of everybody sort of getting hammered by this condensed schedule right now. Um, and, it, I mean, you can sort of see it. We talked about it a couple you know, weeks ago that home teams aren't winning as many games. And, and again, I think it really has to do with looking at the schedule and sort of seeing when teams are tired and when they're not. I mean, seeing how many players the LA Galaxy will double up this week will sort of determine whether or not I think the Galaxy have, you know, they, they should be able to run over Cincinnati on the road, and that shouldn't be an issue. But if it was the only game they had this week, then yeah, that would have been probably a, a pretty fair point to look at, and you would have gotten a full first-team lineup. As it is... Um, you know, Guillermo missing six players and then having to create maybe two different lineups um, for the Wednesday night Open Cup and, uh, you know, then having to go to FC Cincinnati with probably more of your full first team. It's going to be difficult to manage minutes and try not to, you know, run anybody into the ground, especially at some positions where maybe the Galaxy aren't as deep. Um, over two games, you're going to have guys like in central midfield, Perry Kitchen, Servando Carrasco, uh, Juninho. You're going to have those guys who are going to have to play. Some One of those guys probably going to have to double up on some minutes in these games. So uh, it'll be interesting to sort of see um, how it goes. Um, 
Let's see. I'm trying to go through some of these other ones. Um, you know, he was asked about the lineup, and and Scalotto says, "I don't know yet. We are thinking about the possibility of possibility of playing some younger players. More important is we need to go to Portland and try to win, even if they put on the field every player they have, which I think is is cute. If maybe they should put 28 players or 30 players out there." Um, and again, uh, Scalotto basically said, or actually didn't basically said, here's the direct quote from Guillermo Barra Scalotto regarding Zlatan Ibrahimovic and whether he will play. Uh, Scalotto says he will not play Wednesday, but be ready for Saturday. Um, so it's, it's, it's again, just uh, one of those things you look at the LA Galaxy, the travel that they're going to have, and it, there's probably no point in playing Zlatan Ibrahimovic um, right now uh, midweek game. And then Scalotto gets into one of my favorite questions because it's the one that I think draws the most rage from Galaxy fans, even though it's a perfectly reasoned and simple answer, and it has always basically been the simple answer. Uh, fans will, of course, blame the Galaxy for not taking the Open Cup seriously um, and then uh, and then also get mad if the Galaxy try to take it seriously on Wednesday and then would lose to Cincinnati on the weekend. Uh, with the amount of players missing, with the injury that they have to Ramon Alessandrini, um, they're they're working on a short bench here. It's not it's not the end of the world short bench, and certainly I think you could call up some LA Galaxy two guys uh, to help you out on Wednesday night. But the bottom line is that you are going to have to parse minutes between these two games, and you're going to pick players that you want in each of these games. So you're not making a lineup for one game on Wednesday night. Um, you're making a lineup for two games because whoever you're not starting on Wednesday night is probably going to start on Saturday night with a couple probably additions and, and doubles there that are going to then get some time off you know, over the next week. Uh, but here it is, Guillermo Barascolotto uh, talking about the, import, the importance of the Open Cup. Scalotto says, Every tournament we have is important, of course, the most important one is MLS Cup, and we are fighting to get in the playoffs after being out of it for a few years. But you need to think about the reality of the moment. We've lost six players to the national teams and injuries. Then less than three days after the game in Portland, we play in Cincinnati. It's a tough trip. We've given you that quote already from, from Larry's story. But again, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can catch up on all the notebook stuff uh, that you need to st- need to sort of uh, see there. Larry has some great quotes, and he also goes in and dives, does a little deep dive on Perry Kitchen and how he missed the four- first 14 games of the regular season. I think a guy like Perry Kitchen is super important right now. Um, especially whenever you look at the Open Cup and, and and sort of what the LA Galaxy might have to do in terms of putting Kitchen in a position to possibly play in the Open Cup and play on Saturday with Je- with Jonathan Dos Santos out. It's clearly Perry Kitchen coming in and playing that midfield role that Jonathan Dos Santos uh, you know, really vacates there. Uh, we'll see how successful he is with that, but that's that's what you're going to be expecting for in the Cincinnati game. Now, what do you see against the in the Open Cup game? Is a, is another one that's sort of a, a question mark. Is you know how it is. We you you saw from Guillermo Barrascolotto talking about the focus. The focus is the MLS Cup. The focus is the MLS playoffs. So the MLS game this week is going to take precedence. Um, we talked about it on Thursday, and if you disagree with me, that's cool. You can disagree with me. Um, but I said the LA Galaxy are out of the U.S. Open Cup, and it has nothing to do with the fact they're playing Portland in Portland. Uh, it has nothing to do with the fact that they would play the winner of San Jose or LAFC. The opponent doesn't matter. What matters is the venue. And when this happens, I mean, Portland is at an advantage right now, having to play midweek and then on the weekend. But, you know, they only they're home for one of those games. I don't know what their total schedule is. Maybe they still have to travel. Maybe they don't. Um, but they're at an advantage because they have the home game. If the L.A. Galaxy had a home game on Wednesday, it's a different story than if the L.A. Galaxy 
are, as they are, having to travel up to Portland. Uh, the travel up to Portland is only kind of okay because it is in the same time zone. And whenever you don't switch time zones, you have a better chance of recovery and your body has a better chance of tracking the change um, in those things when you stay within the same time zone. But it's still a two and a half hour, two hour, 45 minutes, something like that flight. It's not a short flight. Um, so it's a lot of work to get there. It's a lot of work to get back. And as you see, the Galaxy get back on Thursday, probably Thursday morning sometime. They will rest up and then be on a plane on Friday afternoon in order to head to Cincinnati. And fingers crossed, there's no wicked storms like there were whenever they went to uh, Sporting Kansas City. Um, so fingers crossed, everything works out in their favor and sort of lands there because that game right now, I'll tell you, if the Galaxy were playing, um, you know, with a, with a full week's rest, I, you would say, okay, the Galaxy have a really good chance of winning on the road against Cincinnati. Uh, now I, you look at that game and I look at that game and I sit there and say, okay, Short rest, short bench, travel, um, travel two times. However it sort of goes, I sit there and say, okay, the Galaxy get a draw in Cincinnati. That's a good result there. And those are the things that you have to understand is that Guillermo Barrescoloto, again, is doing that same thing. He's looking at this about how he has to manage over two games right now. Um, a lot of times I can pick lineups depending on how it looks after one game, right? Whenever you have one game to worry about. But this one is very very easily a two-game sort of management. It's a, okay, well, here is my lineup for MLS on Saturday. All right, so Zlatan's going to play. You know, you're going to get all the starters that you can get out there that are part of basically that first team. You know, you're going to put Chris Pontius out there and probably Boateng because um, you don't have Antuna, right? You don't have Jonathan Dos Santos, so Perry Kitchen is going to play. Fabio Alvarez will start. Um, you know, there's no Sebastian Legette because he's still he's injured right now. So, you know, who are you going to sort of play in that midfield with Joe Corona? Uh, does Cuello come in, who we've certainly seen? And if Cuello plays on Saturday, that means Cuello's not playing on Wednesday. Uh, it really feels with the travel schedule that that's sort of how it is. And in fact, if I'm Scalotto, I don't travel the first team guys who are going to start on Saturday. I don't even take them to Portland because it does me no good. I don't want to put the miles on the legs and I don't want to do that. So this is Scalotto rightfully focusing on the more important thing. Um, again, if the Galaxy had a home game coming up, this is a different story. You can talk about how seriously you want to take the, the U.S. Open Cup. Uh, one of the reasons that Seattle won the U.S. Open Cup so many times, it was it was when they were just allowed to, to host every single game. Um, and the team with the more home games wins. Uh, that's always been the way with U.S. Open Cup. Because of the away game, they're at a serious disadvantage right now uh, whenever they have to go up to Portland then play away to Cincinnati as well. And Cincinnati's not a close flight either. Uh, and I believe it's in... Uh, are they Eastern time zone there? I don't know if they're Eastern time zone. They're close, though, because I think Columbus is Eastern time zone, and I'm always sitting there going, are you serious? That's a, Anyway, um, so a 4.30 p.m. kickoff time would mean usually that that's like a 7.30 on the East Coast, or maybe it was a 6.30 on the East Coast, anyway, however it ends up going. Um, but it's, it's a long flight. It's not a short flight, and because of that, the, the Galaxy are at a disadvantage traveling to FC Cincinnati, a team that they should beat on turf. And the back-to-back -back turf games is huge. Uh, people like to pretend that there's no difference between turf. And there's not too many people. It's mostly just people who, whose teams have a turf field. Um, but the recovery time and the punishment your body takes. Uh, look at Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Ne would never be able to play two turf games in the same week unless it's like the playoffs. Uh, it just beats up your body too much. It's the recovery. It's the days after. Uh, if any of you have ever, you know, I don't know, I've played on grass before and you go and you're sore the next day. 
and that's great. And then you go play on turf, and you're sore the next day and the day after, and it's just it's a harder surface. It's concrete underneath there. Or it's a very hard substrate under there that you're running on. It doesn't give, like, grass and the soil that's underneath the grass. And I played on hard grass fields, too. So, I mean, there's always some of that. But the Galaxy, you're going to have to deal with that. So you deal with the travel, you deal with the fatigue from the game, and the fatigue from the turf. Um, all of those things, looking at the two games, is, is a big deal. Um, and so this, this, obvi- this, in my mind, really diminishes the Galaxy's chances of, one, winning the U.S. Open Cup game uh, in Portland. And it's going to take, uh, you know, guys like, uh, let's see, last time these teams played, it was guys like Jose Villarreal who came in and played. Uh, so I think you're looking at guys like Efrain Alvarez coming in and playing. Um, for the Galaxy and playing in this game. Uh, you know, you, you could possibly get some Cuellos. Uh, you're looking at guys like Servando Carrasco and Juninho who could step in and play. Uh, Dave Romney very well could be, you know, one of those defenders that comes in and plays in the Open Cup, or they may have a different defensive sort of lineup and setup, uh, and he'll be playing on Saturday, so he won't be playing in the Open Cup. Or you can double dip on defenders a little bit more whenever you understand that defenders usually don't get as tired as midfielders or strikers. Um, same with goalkeepers. I mean, if you want to start David Bingham on uh, on Wednesday night, do that because you can. Um, and then he can also play on Saturday as well. So, so far, the LA Galaxy, I think, are, are fairly confident with David Bingham. Uh, and when you look at it for what he's doing and what he's providing for the LA Galaxy, and the Galaxy are only 16th, or, or yeah, they are. They're 16th in spending on goalkeepers in the league compared to everybody else. Um, that really sort of puts you in a mindset to understand that they're, you know, they're, they're happy with David Bingham and what he's doing and, and, and can sort of do that. All right, now we switch our focus and our attention over to this Open Cup game, sort of giving you just the briefest of previews as we look at this game and, and sort of maybe what you can expect. Uh, the big sort of news here is that the LA Galaxy and the Portland Timbers are playing for the third time in four years in this U.S. Open Cup. Uh, they have split a pair of one nothing results. Uh, the Timbers uh, were defeated by the LA Galaxy in 2016 uh, with a one nothing win by the LA Galaxy there. And then, of course, last year in 2017 you had the LA Galaxy excuse me in 2018 you had the LA Galaxy going out to the Portland Timbers in a one nothing loss so sort of avenge that so three times in four years um, this is sort of what we've known the the Open Cup this is why the the Galaxy got stuck in a rock rut and played the Railhawks for like three years in a row as well uh, it just has to do with the regions that the um, that that U.S. soccer and the U.S. Open Cups puts people in, and you're supposed to still travel within your region. Uh, it's why the Galaxy were put in a pot, basically, with LAFC, with the San Jose Earthquakes, and with the Portland Timbers. Uh, and I told you before that the worst draw the Galaxy could have gotten was to travel to Portland, because traveling to San Jose, at least, would have been a shorter travel day. Uh, traveling to LAFC would have been ideal if you're going to play an away game, because then it's not really much of an away game, except for the venue. Um, so it could have been, but they could have been drawn against LAFC. Uh, but the problem now is that even if the LA Galaxy were somehow to get past the Portland Timbers with what I'm expecting will be a B, B-minus squad, um, you're then going to look at having to play on the road to San Jose or on the road to LAFC. Whoever wins that game, will, you will be on the road as the LA Galaxy go again. If it's LAFC, yeah, I mean, the it's, it's good in terms, that's the best case scenario in terms of a road travel. Uh, is LAFC and if that is the case then in my opinion you might want to actually play LAFC instead of San Jose because you have a better chance of taking that game seriously if it's LAFC and it's 12 miles up the road Uh, if it's San Jose there's still travel involved and the Galaxy will play San Jose twice here coming up in about the next three weeks it feels like Uh, they play on the 29th um, 
whenever you go up to Stanford Stadium, uh, you know, because San Jose never wants to play the Galaxy actually in uh, in Avaya Stadium, which is, I think, a, a great place to watch a game. Uh, but they play on Saturday, June 29th, and they come back and play them again on July 12th, on Friday, July 12th, as the Galaxy hosts them. Uh, so you could have you could have three times so you play San Jose, which is kind of what happened last year with Portland, which was the Galaxy went up and played Portland in the MLS game and then played them in a U.S. Open Cup game and drew the MLS game and, and lost one nothing in the U.S. Open Cup game. So, um, you know, it'll be, uh, again, sort of one of those good looks to see how the Galaxy can do um, against this team, against this Portland Timbers team, who very well could be setting up and playing a first-team lineup, or at least more of a first-team lineup than I think the LA Galaxy too, or the LA Galaxy are going to play, a little Freudian slip. Uh, I actually just wanted to get to this point. I do expect that there are going to be some call-ups from LA Galaxy too. I don't know in what positions, and I don't know who those are going to be, but it feels to me like the LA Galaxy have a short enough branch that you're going to get a loan-up for LA Galaxy 2 to go to LA Galaxy and play in this Open Cup. And so that gives you an idea of of sort of where I expect them to be in terms of how focused they are on Open Cup um, and how many first-team players you're going to see. I really feel like this is going to be more LA Galaxy 2. Scalotto talked about focusing more on the younger players. And so those younger players, Julian Araujo, younger players, um, you know, uh, Efrain Alvarez, uh, the younger players like Cuello, those are all possibilities depending on what then uh, Shkoloto is going to do for the Saturday game. And again, I don't expect a ton of overlap on those two lineups. And because of that, um, it's difficult to sort of put a put an idea or an understanding of of what this might entail for the LA Galaxy going up to Portland. I know some people are traveling up to this game. Um, that's great uh, if you are travel safe. That's that's fun. Uh, some people are headed out to uh, Ohio to see them play Cincinnati. That's fun too as well. Just be safe wherever you're going. Understanding that the LA Galaxy are in the midst of another really bad sort of travel section here. Uh, this is not something that I think you really were, were super excited about or could have anticipated to, to any great extent um, with the game against Portland. And then you play on Saturday, June 22nd at FC Cincinnati. Then again, away at San Jose on Saturday, June 29th, home to the to Toronto FC on July 4th, um, and then home to the San Jose Earthquakes on Friday, July 12th, an 8 p.m. kickoff game. And then it's the first of the El Traficos on Friday, July 19th, 2019, uh, 7 p.m. kickoff time. Uh, that game is on ESPN and broadcast there uh, against LAFC. Uh, so that's what's coming up for the LA Galaxy. And then you have the League's Cup. Again, it's it's there. Uh, the League's Cup is right there. Tuesday, July 23rd, my birthday, if you want to send flowers. Uh, Tuesday, July 23rd at 8 p.m. against the Jolos of Tijuana. Um, so that's where you're putting all of your your sort of eggs, and then you're gonna then you're gonna have to go away to Portland again at the end of the month, uh, July 27th to face them in league play this time. And that game uh, will be an interesting one and broadcast nationally on Fox and Fox Sports One. So we'll uh, we'll see about that. So it's it's not an easy time right now, and the teams the Galaxy are playing are not going to be easy. Um, and so as much rest as they can possibly get out of these games and going forward is really what you're going to be looking for. Uh, the Open Cup game kicks off at 8 p.m. again on ESPN+. Plus. It's something that you're going to want to watch for sure. Um, so we'll see how the LA Galaxy do. If they advance, they then play the winner uh, of the LAFC-San Jose match, um, and that, that would be hosted by either uh, LAFC or San Jose whenever it goes there, all right? And then after that, who knows? Because then it would be... It, listen, if the Galaxy can somehow get past two games on the road, 
uh, then uh, in the Open Cup, then they've sort of already defied the odds. Then you throw out the rule book in terms of you know home the team with the most home games sort of usually wins. Um, that that so really you're talking about a coin flip determines the winner of the U.S. Open Cup uh, a, a lot more than probably the actual play on the field. Just just my two cents on a, on the tournament that gets very stale when you continue to have repeat matchups like this. Um, that especially put one team at a disadvantage. Uh, this is now, you know, in 2018 and 2019, the Galaxy will have traveled to Portland to play, and more than likely Portland's going to win both those games. That's my prediction for this game. You can argue with me and say, oh, no, there's all these reasons, and I certainly saw people telling me that the Galaxy should focus only on the U.S. Open Cup this week and not worry about the MLS game against Cincinnati, uh, and that's just not a... That's not a reasonable response. And that as a coach, you have to understand what's more important. And the MLS Cup playoffs are more important. The MLS Cup is more important. So whatever you can do to further your advances in that cup, uh, that's what you need to do. So the U.S. Open Cup, because of the scheduling and because of where it is, because of the international call-ups during the international break, and if you really want to scratch your head, why don't you go ahead and ask why MLS decided to take an international break that was 20 days long and basically got, oh, 15 days of that before there were any international games sort of played in that international break. Ask yourselves how that all worked. Because that's really what happened. Because now that the Galaxy are getting ready to come back, uh, all of these national teams will have probably played one game out of the, you know, however many games they're going to end up playing. They're still in group stages right now in Gold Cup and Copa America. So you're in group stages and most teams have played one game. Some teams haven't even played a game yet. But yet there was a 20-day break in there. So I question the timing of that. Is it because you expected guys to be gone and then you expected them to return for most teams? That doesn't seem likely. Usually guys that are called up to the national team usually stay. Um, just because that's that's how this works. Um, so to you know, if you had to miss a couple games for them during training camp, um, and then you were able to uh, take off for three weeks or twenty-one days or however many days it ends up going, and letting those guys come back, I mean, you know, where's the advantage? Because right now the big problem is that you're going to get uh, those guys coming back. They're going to be tired, and they go right back into games. Uh, imagine if there was actually like a week off wherever you were through the group stages and, you know, you actually got there and the, the three weeks was was sort of in there. And Grant, I, I should also say this, you know, there's been some MLS teams who have actually been playing games during the international break. Nothing over this last weekend, but the weekend before there were games, uh, the week, the midweek before that there were games. So, you know, there has been times when there, there have been games playing and that was outside of the Open Cup. Those were actually MLS games as well. So. That's sort of where we sit with the LA Galaxy. I'm trying to make sure that, you know, there's there's nothing here that I haven't sort of covered. It's a, it's a short week, um, so, you know, not a ton of information comes over, and it was also an off weekend, so there wasn't a whole bunch of stuff really to cover with the Galaxy. But I think we gave you a good update on all the Galaxy news that is sort of surrounding everything. As far as rumors, rumors have gone quiet now right now with all of the international tournaments going on and the international break, in terms of the Galaxy at least, Um it still seems likely uh, that the LA Galaxy are at least somewhat interested in Pavon. Um, whether or not that ends up being anything is still sort of uh, less. It remains to be seen how serious all of that is. But I'm told that the Galaxy at least do have a cursory interest in getting Pavone, and there certainly seems to be a lot of negotiations going on about what percentage of the player would be available um, and how that would sort of go down. But I have no updates for you. This remains a three-star rumor in my mind. Um, it could be possibly inching towards that four-star, which is you know there's a lot of heat on this now, and it could actually happen. But again, the money that you're talking about is a huge amount of money and as the salary release has showed us uh, the LA Galaxy do not have a designated player spot open and uh, Pavone unless he comes in on a really 
cheap loan uh, after six months and then gets bought at the uh, in the offseason. Unless that happens, uh, it seems difficult to me that they would move Ramon Alessandrini, and we've talked about that a whole bunch as well. All right. Um, I think that about does it. Kevin uh, remains in France uh, covering all sorts of, uh, of games over there and, and doing a great job. So uh, make sure you head over to the LA Times and try to uh, follow his coverage of the Women's World Cup uh, as he does a great job. And then also you're going to start getting some more updates and more players playing for the LA Galaxy uh, in this Gold Cup and in Copa America as we watch Rolf Felcher down with Venezuela. And then we watch Costa Rica um, and we watch Mexico. Um, in, in all these in, in, in all these different games, so it's kind of fun if you're you know a Galaxy fan and not necessarily a fan of any of these national teams, you can go and still watch these guys and still have sort of a Galaxy connection on there. Um, so Costa Rica, Panama, Venezuela, you know Mexico, uh, nobody on the U.S. men's national team. So if you're a USA fan, you're gonna have to just watch those games uh, in the utter horror that they have been portrayed so far. Uh, just in case you like to watch that. The the ladies, however, continue to uh, entertain over there in the Women's World Cup, so I, I think that'll be where most of my focus is outside of the LA Galaxy players we mentioned away with their international teams. All right. Um, I think that about does it for me tonight. I know a little bit shorter than normal, but it was a uh, an off weekend in terms of uh, you know the news that's going on. I expect things will start to pick up very rapidly. And on Thursday, we're going to have a live show. Uh, the Portuguese hammer back in the studio for our live show, um, and that of, that of course will cover the recap of the U.S. Open Cup game that is out at 8 p.m. on Wednesday night, ESPN Plus. That is June 19th, all right? June 19th, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. ESPN Plus. Again, you won't be blacked out uh, if you have a subscription to ESPN Plus, you'll be able to find it. So we'll be able to recap that U.S. Open Cup game and get you ready for the quick, very quick, very fast, in one day, out the next day, LA Galaxy trip to play FC Cincinnati as MLS play uh, returns after the international break here. All right. If you're looking for a Mr. Kevin Baxter on Twitter, it's at KBaxter11. And of course, head on over to LATimes.com for all of his coverage. Again, covering the Women's World Cup in France, live from France, Head on over to Cover the Panda as he covers uh, the U.S. Women's National Team. And, of course, we'll have probably some coverage for the Gold Cup as well. LATimes.com, a great source for that. Uh, so head on over there. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at jgesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com, where Larry Morgan, not on Twitter, has his latest uh, article coming about there and updating you on the training from Monday as the Galaxy get ready for their Open Cup game on Wednesday. Lots of good quotes from Guillermo and Perry Kitchen in there, so check it out. All right, uh, let's see for Baxter. I'm Josh Guessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy from the Vox on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy from the Box podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everyone.